0: and we can come and worship you, and we lift up these prayer requests to you, and pray that you would minister to each person mentioned, and as the list goes out on Monday, that we would remember through the week to pray for one another, and pray for those who, who are on the email list, and also, Lord, have us remember, too, to pray for one another for, for unspoken prayers, prayers that aren't mentioned, and trials and struggles that each one go through, and may we lift each other up, and, and, uh, and pray for each other, and we pray you be glorified though today in the singing and in the preaching and in everything we do. Our conversation may be glorifying to you and honoring to you. We love you and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Today will be the last in the study of the doctrines of grace. We'll conclude our study on the doctrines of grace today. It's been a joy to go through this and what I want to do is I'm i, I I want to go through some foundational things of the faith, too. Great precious truths of the faith. So that will be our next studies, too, is going through you know, what is justification, what is redemption. We're going to go through some of these precious truths that are, that are foundational to what we believe and, and, and dig into them more than what we would just in, a, in, a, in, a, um, you know, in mentioning them or looking at a certain verse. We, I, I'd like us to really just dig into what that is all about. So, but this week we'll conclude our study on the doctrines of grace. And as I said before, there's much more to what we believe than just five points. So if someone asks you that, you know, do you believe the five points? Yeah, I believe the five points, but there's a, there's a whole lot more than, what I, than just five points of what I believe. In the church body, and our constitution, we believe in, the, in, in these five precious truths. And these, these, these doctrines, they're not manufactured in our minds. Like, like religion does. Religion manufactures doctrines and manufactures supposed truths in their minds, and then says, "Well, this is the truth." And, and they rip out a, a, a scripture in context. No, what we believe is based upon what the scripture says. In the scriptures alone, we don't. If it, if it can't be proved in the scripture, don't believe it. Just cast it aside, because this is our final authority. Now, these five points that we believe as a church is total depravity, also known as total inability or original sin. When Adam fell, we all fell with him. Unconditional election, which means that God's election was based upon absolutely nothing in us. It was all his good pleasure and his his will. Limited atonement or particular atonement. Christ died for his people on Calvary's cross. Irresistible grace which means that God will save and, and draw His people to Him, and we cannot resist it. We cannot resist it. And today we're going to look at perseverance of the saints, the pea in the tulip. And this will conclude our study on the doctrines of grace. So we've seen in our studies already that when Adam fell, we fell. And that man is utterly unable to save himself. We have no ability, no ability to save ourselves. That's why we, we need a Savior. We need Christ. We must be saved by Him and Him alone. And thanks be to God that in eternity, He chose a people based upon nothing in them. Based upon nothing that we would do and nothing in us. Because all we are is sin. All we do is sin. Everything we do is tainted by sin. But praise be to God that He chose a people. He chose them. He chose them, and he gave them to Christ. Fallen rebels is what we are. But he chose a people. He chose God Almighty. chose to save a people in Christ in eternity. I I don't think... Sometimes I think about that, and I just... just, It's mind-blowing, to be honest with you. It really is. But he did this. And for those elect sinners that, that God chose and gave to Christ, Christ paid the price that God demanded. And He really did. He did not die for everyone. He died on the cross for His people. He shall save His people from their sins. And, beloved, He did it. He did it. And then for those, each each of those elect, each of those that were given to Christ by God the Father, the Holy Spirit draws them. Draws them with an irresistible grace. And then today, as I said, we're going to look at perseverance of the saints, which means that those the Father gave to Christ, those the Father chose in eternity in Christ, those for whom Christ died for on the cross, and those who are irresistibly drawn to God by the Holy Spirit, God will not lose one of them. Not one of them. He will not lose those He has chosen in eternity. He will not lose those whom Christ has redeemed or purchased on Calvary Street. He will not. And this is God we're speaking of. Now, if it was based upon us, right, we'd lose it all the time, wouldn't we? We wouldn't even be able to keep it. I wouldn't. But it's not based upon me. It's not based upon my doing. It's based upon God and His decree. What God has promised, He will accomplish. He will accomplish. He does not lose one of those He called with His irresistible grace. He will not lose one of those He's regenerated. He will not lose one of them who are born again. God will not lose one of His people who are in Christ And think of this, Christ is God in the flesh. God will not lose his people. They are kept by his power. He preserves every one of his sheep and he brings them safely home to glory. To glory. And it's amazing. It's amazing the hatred that religionists have with these precious doctrines. They oppose them why why do they oppose them because it destroys their their doing it destroys their works it 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 hits them right where they're right in the pride think of that there's nothing left for man to do it's all the work of God it's all the work of God they denounce what we believe also they also denounce what we believe without really knowing what we believe Always always qualify a person. If they, if they come to talk to you about election or irresistible grace or, or any of these, and I, I've ran into this many times talking with people. Always qualify. What do you mean by election? You're going to find out it ain't what we believe <laughs> that they think we believe. It's not. And then we can, if the Lord opens the door, we're able to say, well, this is what I believe based upon what the scripture says and as an old preacher said calvinism is simply a nickname for biblical Christianity turn with me if you would to colossians chapter 1 now our final authority is the scripture and put your finger in first peter also chapter 1 so colossians chapter 1 and first peter chapter 1 always ask for chapter and verse Always ask for chat. If someone comes to you and they say, Well, this is, this is in the Scripture, say, Well, where's that? I had someone recently ask, pull something out and, and I said, Where's that in Scripture? And, and they tried to show me and I said, That's not what that says. That's not at all what it says. And he had agreed. It, scripture either tells us, us plainly these precious truths or they're not, they're, they're someone, someone's opinion. And a lot of times people and I know I did this myself in religion, like, like I always say, don't think I'm always always putting people down in a religion, because I came out of that. I was there. And it's funny, I was talking to Brother Donnie Bell about this just, just a couple weeks ago. I said, "You know brother, I said it seems like like these doctrines that we used to believe, we were taught a man. He goes exactly. We believed them because the pastor said them, not because of what Scripture said. And, 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 and you're fine. That's what a lot of folks do. They they parrot, they parrot what the preacher. I don't want you to parrot necessarily what I preach, unless it comes from here. And don't parrot it because I said it. Say, thus saith the Lord. The scriptures say this. This is my rest. Do you remember the Bereans? They searched the Scripture to see if what the preacher was saying was true. I want you to do that. Search the scriptures. Search them. This is where we find eternal life. This is where we find the truth is in the Scriptures. And you know, every blood-bought saint will preserve until the end. They will continue in the faith. How do you know? How do you know if you're saved? and, and If you continue in the faith. And how do you continue? God will preserve you in the faith. He does. He keeps you. Those God saves, He keeps. And one day they'll be in heaven with them. Look at Colossians chapter 1, verses 21 to 23. And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. There's our state naturally, beloved. We were enemies with God in our minds. I was. To my shame. I love my king now. Praise God. But there was a time when I didn't. By wicked works, yet, yet now hath he, look at this beautiful word, reconciled. The believers reconciled with God through Christ Jesus our Lord in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy. Uh, we could just park here, right here, but, but this is not what we're, we're going to look at the next verse, but look at this. To present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. For if ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard, and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I Paul am made a minister. So, so from this verse we can perceive, just from what Scripture says, that if someone makes a profession, and then years down the road, or no longer want to have anything to do with Christ or anything at all, they were never really saved. It was just a, it was just a profession, because those who God saves. Will continue in the faith. They will He will keep them. He will keep us in the faith. He will keep us looking to Christ. If ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. And I'm not saying folks can leave for a while and then come back. I'm not talking about I'm talking about someone who who just is denouncing the gospel, denouncing Christ, after they made a so called profession. That that's the case. Because there are many times people leave and and then they they may come back down the road. If God God draws them back, that's his doing. But but this is specifically talking about someone who professes and and then just denounces everything. You know, A.W. Pink said there's two kinds of Christians. There's possessors and professors. Possessors and professors. Only God knows who they are. And then look in 1 Peter 1 Peter chapter 1. And no elect sinner who's been purchased, no elect purchased sinner has ever, ever feared being lost because they are kept, kept by the power of God. You remember we saw if you continue in the faith, right? Now look at this in 1 Peter chapter 1, starting in verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy, oh, his mercy is abundant, beloved. It's it's indescribable towards us. Hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible. You can't mess it up. You can't mess it up. It's incorruptible. Can't be messed up by us. Undefiled. That fadeth not away. Why doesn't it fade away? Because God's keeping it. It's, it's His... Reserved for you reserved in heaven for you. We looked at that before. When you reserve a table, your name's there and that table's yours. Well for the believer, we're, we're reserved in they have a spot reserved in heaven for you. Who are look at this verse right here, who are kept by the power of God. So if we continue in the faith, we are kept by the power of God through faith, see, believing on Christ, continue to believe on Christ, unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time wherein ye greatly rejoice, now, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found into praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, ye love. Whom having not seen, ye love. Oh, in whom, though in whom, through now you see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, unto the salvation of of your souls. But look at verse five: Who are kept by the power of God. The same word used in Romans one sixteen: It's the power of God unto salvation. The same Greek word, the dynamite of God. If we're kept, we're kept by the power of God, beloved. And we go through trials and temptations, don't we? And we go through storms in this life. And there's some things that you wonder, you feel like you're being crushed. But you're kept. You're kept by the power of God. Kept by the power of God, beloved. And those he saves, he is able to keep. God has purposed to save a people in Christ and Christ died for those people and the Holy Spirit calls those people. Think on this. If one of them failed to arrive in heaven, then is not God's will defeated? Do you see the corner that people paint themselves into who believe you can be saved and then lost and then be saved and then lost? Do you see the corner that they painted themselves into? They're basically saying then that God's will can be defeated. Well, then He would no longer be God. But no, our God declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand and I'll do all my pleasure. Isaiah 46.10, and in Ephesians one eleven. it says, In whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Does that sound like a God who can be defeated? Absolutely not. That's the God who keeps us. That's the God who keeps his people. So we say away with that foolishness. I don't even want to hear it. Because that's not my God. God of the Bible saves His people and He keeps His people. and He presents them unblameable and unreprovable in His sight. And it's only through Christ. It's only through Christ. God's will will be done and no man can thwart it. No matter what man says, no matter what man thinks, God's will will never be thwarted. Never. Never. And remember this too, as we go through things, because we do. We do. We have times of doubt. We have times of anxiety. We have times of trouble. We do. We're human. But remember this: the Lord Jesus Christ will never, ever, ever forsake his people. Never. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Never, he says to his people in Hebrews. Never. Oh, God does not change, right? He's unchanging, isn't He? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If God doesn't change, then His decree never changes. Then His promises never change. What He says, He will do. Turn, if you would, to Micah. Micah, and also 2 Timothy chapter 2. Micah chapter 4. Micah chapter 4 and 2 Timothy chapter 2. Micah chapter 4. God does not change. He cannot deny Himself. And He does not do something that doesn't stand forever. Look at Micah chapter 4, verse 4. seven. But they shall sit every man under his vine and under the fig under his fig tree, and none shall make them afraid. For the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken it. For all the all people will walk, every one in the name of his God, and we will walk in the name of our of our God forever and ever. In that day, saith the Lord, I will assemble her that halteth and I will gather her that is driven out and her that I have afflicted. And I will make her that halteth a remnant. Notice who's doing it all. I will. I will, God says. It's not a maybe. It's definitive. I will. And I will gather her that is driven out and her that I have afflicted. And I will make her a halted, her that halted a remnant and her that was cast far off a strong nation. And the Lord shall reign over them in Mount Zion from henceforth even forever. He shall reign over them forever. Beloved, here reign over His people forever. Forever. And what He says shall come to pass. There's no doubt. What, when the Lord says... A sinner. And we'll look at that in this morning's message. When the Lord saves a sinner, it was that sinner's appointed time to hear the gospel. The preacher's just an instrument. Think of a surgeon. He has instruments, doesn't he? The preacher's just an instrument, that's all. It's not him doing it, it's God. He does it all. When it's his appointed time to save a sinner, he's going to save him. Now that doesn't mean now that doesn't mean a sinner should sit and say, Well, well, when it's God's time, he's going to save me. No, because when God makes you willing, you're going to run. And now is the accepted Now is the day of salvation. We are to flee to Christ now, not wait. We are to flee to him. Oh, may God make you willing. May God make you willing to flee to him. But God is sovereign. In our sovereign God his will will it will be accomplished what he has purposed and planned and therefore his elect are secure in him secure in him look at second 2 timothy 2:13 if we believe not have you ever doubted let's be honest we all have right We all go through times like that. Lord, I don't understand what's going on. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. Look at this. He cannot deny himself. God has given a people to Christ. He can't deny himself, beloved. He cannot deny himself. Ecclesiastes says this three fourteen. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. What God does is forever. What we do is temporal, right? What we accomplish on this earth is temporal. What we gather on this earth is temporal. Someone else it's going to eventually go to someone else. But what God does, beloved, is forever. It's forever. So when He saves a sinner, He's going to keep a sinner. You're going to keep them. God is sovereign. And His will will be accomplished. Turn, if you would, to John chapter 5. How are we eternally secure in Christ? Well, we're eternally secure in Christ because He is God. And He has saved us and therefore we're secure in Him. If Christ wasn't God, we wouldn't be secure in Him. But He is God. And He was God. Look at John chapter 5, verse 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death into life. If you pass from condemnation, you can't be lost. You, you can't be bought before the judgment seat. You're unblamable, like Scripture said. On the back of our bulletin there's a wonderful article about the righteousness of Christ. A Righteousness which Jehovah cannot find a flaw in. And it's in Christ. It's, it's, it's the righteousness of Christ. Ephesians 1 says this. Verses 13 and 14. In whom also ye trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, we trusted in Christ. In whom also after ye believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Sealed by the Holy Spirit of God. Which is the earnest of our inheritance. Remember, we have an inheritance that's incorruptible. This is the earnest. The earnest of... Of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his glory. And you know, we know that in Romans it says that the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Romans eleven twenty nine. So God will not save a man and then heaven be lost. No. No, that's not our God. That's not our god. That may be a god of someone's imagination. But that's not the God of the Bible. That's not the God of, the word of this, this precious Word. And now it's important for us to stress too that Calvinism is not man-made in the sense of the script, these precious truths that we've looked at. All Calvin did was take precious truths from the Scripture and put them into a systematic theology. That's what the tool, and and then we're given an acronym to be able to easily understand those precious truths, broken down for us, and then we search the scriptures based upon what those things say. And it's the truth of the scripture. And then his students, in refuting Armenianism, simply took these precious truths, which are scriptural, and and refuted Armenianism with them. They're just truths from the Bible. And so that's why preachers say that Calvinism is just a nickname for biblical... We don't follow Calvin. We, but, but the truths that he, that, he, that he bought out are precious truths. Are precious truths. So the scriptures we've looked at show that, that this salvation... And these precious truths are not man-made. But they come from Scripture. They come from God, who, who is the author of this precious book. And the Scriptures have shown us that salvation is not a man, but that it comes from God. Salvation is called eternal life, and it's different from life which we live here because this life is temporal. But eternal life is for eternity. Turn, if you would, to John chapter 3, and then put your finger in John chapter 17. John chapter 3, verse 15. that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have have everlasting life. Now, world there, we know from studying, is, is the known world. And we know also that God only saves His people. And this is speaking of His people. Not the whole world in general. But his people. So if God, so if 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 this life is eternal and it's everlasting and it comes from God, then how can we lose it? If we're kept by that same God, kept by the power of God, we saw, how can we lose it? We can't. It's in Christ. But if but if you've made a profession in, of your own, if God hasn't saved you, but if it's your own profession, then, then, then the Lord need, need to flee to Christ. Because that's a false refuge. That's a false refuge. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing, you might have life through His name. See, life only comes, eternal life only comes through Christ, and nowhere else. Not by works, not by the, a denomination, but only in Christ. And in Him alone. And in Him alone. Look at John 17. We're finished with this, verses 2 and 3. We have everlasting and eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And think of this eternal life without time limits. Without time limits. In eternity in Christ. Look at John seventeen two and 3. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, the Lord Jesus Christ has all power, all power, everything is subject to him. He should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. He will give eternal life to those the Father has given him. And this is life eternal. That they might know thee, the only true God, in Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. So Jesus Christ saves and keeps his people. In one day, beloved, One day we will see Him face to face. May we just rest and repose in that. And repose just means sitting and resting. May we rest in this precious truth that those God saves, He is able. He is able. He is able. We're not able. He is able to keep.